0: Resort. Uh, that's what I heard. Well, I don't want to be the cause. Don't you get the idea
1: I'm doing this just to help you? I need money too.
0: Won't Frenchie help you out without having to do that? I don't want his help. Don't do it, will you, Steve? Look, didn't you ask don't me over? The... Why don't you take this bottle and go to bed? I thought you said you were broke. You're good. You're awful good. I'd walk home if it wasn't for all that water. Who was the girl, Steve? Who was what girl? The one who left you with such a high opinion of women. She must have been quite a gal. You think I lied to you about this, don't you? Well, it just happens there's 30-odd dollars here. Not enough for boat fare or any other kind of fear. Just enough to be able to say no if I feel like it. And you can have it if you want it. I'm sorry, Slim. But I still say you're awful good and I wouldn't take... Oh, I forgot. You wouldn't take anything from anybody, would you? That's right. You know, Steve, you're not very hard to figure. Only at times. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say most of the time the other times The other times you're just a stinker What'd you do that for i wondering whether I'd like it what's the decision? even better when you help uh, sure you won't change your mind about this uh-huh this belongs to me and so do my lips I don't see any difference oh I do okay you know you don't have to act with me Steve you don't have to say anything and you don't have to do anything not a thing oh maybe just whistle You know how to whistle, don't
2: you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Good evening. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So, today, seven years ago, Betty Bacall, Lauren Bacall, after... This is how I like to think of it. After 89 years, she was shy of turning 90... That year, she died on August twelfth, two thousand and fourteen, at the age of eighty-nine, and was, and in, in my opinion, reunited with Bogart. That same week, Robin Williams died. So it was, and then Joan Rivers later. So it was a tough, it was a tough time in the entertainment field. But Lauren Bacall had lived a very long and illustrious life. She made that stage day that that film debut at the age of 19 and to have and to have not those lines delivered between her and Humphrey Bogart. And many people, I think, always were nervous to bring up Bogart because they, you know, she had films herself that she wanted to talk about and that. They often said, "Oh well, she's in the great actor's shadow," but she was fine with that. And this is her talking about Bogart and why, why she loved him so much.
1: Key Largo is right up there. I mean, for me, obviously, To Have and Have Not will always be the most special because that was the one that gave me Bogie and gave me a life. So I mean, and a career at the age of nineteen. I mean, it's not bad, is it? No, no. And The Big Sleep was a marvelous movie. Because of the texts, mm-hmm. William Faulkner lying there on a sofa in Howard Hawkes' office. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I mean, unbelievable. Meeting all of these people was so extraordinary. And then Key Largo, of course, working with John Houston was one of the highlights mm-hmm. of my entire life. And Dark Passage, I would put definitely forth. It was a little bit of a soap opera, a little sentimental, but uh, some of it was quite good. Yeah, but- Unusual subjective camera thing, and we were in day. San Francisco for a month, no, which wasn't bad. You. you know, oh, I love San Francisco. So you know, when when you have a good location, you know, the atmosphere changes and makes you feel
2: better. And that's Lauren Bacall talking about. I think she was talking to Eddie Mueller. Of uh, he wasn't yet on Turner Classic Movies yet. That whistle that Lauren Bacall basically. I mean, come on. That's her career. She once said of the romance with Bogart, nobody lived it more than they, I mean, to to know what they had done. Not just as a screen couple, but as a couple. For me, the big sleep is is the moment. The big sleep is that moment of this is where we're going to go, this is what's happening.
0: that calm and away from a lot of things they have places for that maybe they can kill her it's been done before but after tell your father about Regan I think he can take it you've forgotten one thing me what's wrong with you nothing you can't fix
2: that moment between Bogart and Bacall come on that's smoldering the way they just kind of look at each other the music plays they did four films together they were going to do another film in the 1950s and then that was around the time that Bogart discovered he had cancer and it and unfortunately killed him and she was a widow and she was a very young widow with two kids she persevered and she continued her life. It was a different life, and I listened to her book by myself, and then some, and to, and to have her talk about because it continued from in the '90s this resurgence she had. You know, she did. The mirror has two faces with Barbara Streisand, and, she, and then in between that, and the '70s she did. Murder on the Orient Express which I absolutely love. I love her character in that. But for me it's Key Largo. At the end the way she kind of opens that window cinematically that is so beautiful. And, and Key Largo is is a hotbed of uh, emotion. You have Edward G. Robinson's character who is just in the thick of it during the storm the storm is uh, the, the storm is a backdrop for all this emotion, this chaotic emotion between all of these different players So, in this film, this film, first of all, Claire Trevor, who plays the gun ball and sings, went on to win an Oscar for this. This was Bogart and Bacall's last film together. And he plays this veteran, Frank McLeod, and she is the wife, the widow of his partner that he fought with. And Lionel Barrymore, who is the the father of uh, the veteran that he befriended. Yeah. McCall had a long career. She went on to do Applause on Broadway, which was uh, a version, I think, of All About Eve. <sighs> but strange is, it wasn't until 1996 that she received an Academy Award nomination. She'd never been nominated in that long and illustrious career. And then in 2009, she because she didn't win that Oscar, and she knew she. I remember saying to Bar- she said to Barbara Walters that she expects that she won't win. That something left field will come out there, and it, and Juliette Binoche for the English patient went on to win Best Supporting Actress. Even Juliette Binoche herself was stunned and thought that Lauren McCall was going to get it. So in 2009, the Academy tried to right a wrong and gave Lauren Bacall an honorary Oscar and she said man at last (laughs) but this is the film that brought her that Oscar nomination I
1: like it the girls work why don't you get
0: a perb? I tried that once I look like Shirley Temple on crack where the
1: hell is she I'm gonna kill her I knew she would pull something like this she can't stand the fact that I'm the one getting all the attention today I should have had her committed when she turned 60 (laughs) you can't have someone committed for excessive vanity thank you How wonderful to have two compassionate daughters. I thought you were going to wear makeup today. I am wearing makeup. Well? Oh, my God. What the the hell are you wearing? This happens to be an imitation scuzzy. You're the mother of the bride, not the opening act. Fine. I'll go home and change. Oh, stop it. We're late already. The priest is sweating. All celibates sweat, dear. If they didn't, they'd explode. Come on. Let's go. I just went to buy myself a little snack. Through this and McGillan without eating something, I'll pass out. It'll only take forty five minutes. It'll feel like two hours, not to mention that you're marrying outside your faith and on the Sabbath. Oh, Mother, the only thing you
0: ever taught me about the Sabbath is the bird doors wouldn't be as crowded. Now you listen to me. Take it easy, Claire. I want you to get out there and I want you to remember today is my day. And if you don't behave yourself, I'm going to have your birth certificate blown up as a Christmas card. <laughs>
2: Laura Bacall's expression in that is just this is Lauren Bacall finally getting that honorary Oscar.
1: This is quite an event I must say this is something I never expected I was in total shock when I got the call and the shock has not quite worn off I have to say I've been very lucky in my life probably luckier than I deserve but to at the age of 19 have been chosen by Howard Hawks to work in a film with a man named Humphrey Bogart. Didn't thrill me too much when I heard it, I thought, Bogart, God, these darn those guys, can't, you know, I thought that was not for me. He had said, maybe Cary Grant. I said, well, now you're talking. (laughs) But it ended up being Bogart. That was my great luck, because he was not only a wonderful actor, but he was an extraordinary man he gave me a life and he changed my life and he told me about all the ins and outs and ups and downs of which there were many and uh, not so many downs with him and from then on I must say for as many years as I cannot believe 60 years but it has been that long (sighs) it's amazing isn't it (laughs) considering how young I am anyway (laughs) Miracles will never cease. Uh, the fact is that um, I've had the great good fortune of not only being shown the way by Bogey and, and having two wonderful children who are right here, Steve and Leslie right here with me, and, um, but also being able to work with some of the best leading men in this business and have forged the greatest friendships Greg Peck, and who I miss very much and love very dearly. And his wife got in the way, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, <laughs> <and> anyway, very <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I really was lucky. I really did work with, with Kirk. And he said, never fear. He said to me backstage, never fear, Kirk is here. Confidence is a great thing, isn't it? But um, Kirk and, and Duke Wayne, surprisingly, had a marvelous relationship with him for two movies. And uh, Greg. And the, it's quite amazing, the people that I've worked, worked with. I worked with Hank Fonda, and unfortunately not really Jimmy Stewart, but some of the all-time, all-time greats. And it was directed by not only Howard Hawks, who was a marvelous director, a great movie director, but um, John Huston, of course, who was the great director, and uh, who <laughs> showed me the way and tripped me a few times en route. But um, he was a he was a, he was a jokester, and because and he loved to laugh, and he had an incredible laugh, so I well, could hardly blame him. But anyway, not to tell you the entire story of my life, uh, I just must say that I'm, I have to thank the Academy, and I'm, I'm very grateful that they think I'm deserving of this honor. And as I repeat, I certainly did not expect to receive it, but I do welcome it. And the thought when I get home that I'm going to have a two-legged man in my room is so exciting I can
2: honestly stand. And that's Lauren Bacall receiving her honorary Oscar in 2009 at the Governor's Ball not on primetime which is so wrong she later said she wanted to thank in an article her son Sam Robards who she forgot to thank so yeah, that's Lauren Bacall Betty Bacall if you were her friend And she had many, you know, everyone from Catherine Hepburn to James Garner, to Gregory Peck, to Barbara Streisand, to Veronique Peck, Angelica Houston. You know, it was Lauren Bacall who said to John, because he had received the telegram that his baby had been born. Lauren Bacall said, "Oh, for for goodness sake, John, what is it?" And he opened it and said, "It's a girl." Or, well, I have to get into the John Houston voice. It's a girl, and her name is Angelica. And so, while they were filming *The African Queen*, Angelica Houston was born. So, and it was Lauren Bacall who cooked for everyone on the set. And I was listening to Angelica Houston's book and she talked about, there's this moment, you know, her father is dying and they're all surrounded at the table talking to him. And he says something about female actors and then Bacall, who didn't hold back, said, oh, but John, wasn't I one of your friends? And he says, oh, honey, you didn't count. You were married to Bogart. So very kind of sexist right there, but... They, they have said that John Huston kind of was the Hemingway of film. Yes. But as for Lauren Bacall, first of all, nobody talked like that. She had that voice. She had the look. There was that infamous picture of her sitting on the piano and Harry Truman is playing. Later, I guess, uh, Margaret Truman said that her mother was not amused by that picture but it was it was a it was a harmless picture come on i remember the fancy feast commercials because lauren bacall she had that distinct voice she would always do those or she would do the carnival cruise i think she did the carnival cruise once but nothing beats lauren bacall talking to humphrey bogart the way that she did and telling him to whistle and um those great moments in The Big Sleep as I played earlier where he's like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, nothing you can't fix. And boom, end of the movie. So at the end of the day, we cannot mention Bogart without without Bacall. We can't mention Bacall without Bogart. But then, you know, those there are also the films that she did after. She did the Murder, murder on the Orient Express. I've seen the remake. The remake is cute. And you had Michelle Pfeiffer playing the Bacall role of Mrs. Hubbard. But I'm sorry, nothing beats Lauren Bacall. And so whenever she would have those moments in films where she's doing an appearance, like In the Mirror Has Two Faces, where she's sitting there and she had forgotten the lines. And so what Streisand she really respected Streisand as a director what Streisand did is she allowed her to search for them so there's that moment where they're sitting at the table and she says I haven't been to bed you haven't been to bed and then she's searching you know she's got her finger near her ear and she's like it's very interesting when you realize and she's searching for that for the the text in her head and how Streisand took that and rolled with it so yeah at, at the end of the day, Lauren Bacall Truly unforgettable And had a very long career I think whenever she did television Or whenever she did film It was a, it was a moment She knew exactly what she wanted She knew exactly what she didn't want Because that in, in her mind She was just a good Jewish girl from New York Betty Joan Persky And it was Howard Hawks who christened her Lauren Bacall. But her friends could call her Betty Bacall. What's interesting about Howard Hawks was that Bacall said she never revealed to him or if he even knew that she was Jewish. Because supposedly, allegedly, Howard Hawks was anti-Semitic, which was unfortunately a big thing in Hollywood, and I think even still to this day hollywood really hasn't changed its colors as someone who does media and does photography i have never thought of moving to los angeles because it is it's a town where you work you have everything if you are an artist you want to do film you want to do music that is where you work to live there no i've always felt it is a town that will suck your soul out I've never wanted to live there. I've stayed there off and on. But it's always good to leave. (laughs) It, it it, It has a dark aspect that I don't like about it. And so that's probably why Lauren Bacall, I mentioned this, once Bogart died, she left Los Angeles. She didn't return. And I remember she was being interviewed by Barbara Walters and she said that she would never live in Los Angeles again because New York was her home. She was the consummate New Yorker, in her opinion. Loved to go to the De Delicatessen. Loved to go for walks in Central Park. And so, yeah. Uh, so let's let's uh, put a glass up. I can't drink it. To Lauren Bacall, who left us at a moment in time Thank you, Betty Bacall. As always, unpleasant dreams and you know how to whistle.